Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Damari Gray scores a blinder as Everton finally get their win and Bellingham brings the ag. It's Tuesday the 7th of December. I'm Kate Mason. I'm Vidisha Dhantaraja. And I'm Jim Campbell. Some real guttural growl on your voice there, Jim Campbell. Yeah. Stands us in good stead for the rest of the mm-hmm. show, I feel like. Authoritative. Mm-hmm. Just nice. my granite-like persona coming uh, out. Jacques. Yeah. Just general kind of the, the heft of my intellect is oh. coming out there, I think. Oh, I thought, I thought pain. And that. Yeah. The two often are linked, aren't they? Yeah, right. It felt like you were in the process of being exercised in some way. <laughs> The demons that haunt you. Yeah, I thought we'll get Lord to that, Banter sure. yesterday was quite low. Lord Banter was on good form yesterday, wasn't he? <laughs> he was, it was quite... very good form yesterday. <laughs> he was quite a lot lower than usual. I know that traditionally, like, female people on the radio go lower in order to, mm. I don't know, sound more like men or something. But I feel like maybe this is something that's happening. Do, f- do female people do that? Yeah, because, you know, squeaky little female voices aren't very nice oh. to listen to, are they? That's why, like, Margaret Thatcher, to name one obvious person. Yeah, you pick the most popular one, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so is that what Joss Stone was doing? I think possibly, but right. I wouldn't. I don't know her. Right, so, okay. Joss, if you're listening, write, write in. <laughs> Shortfootballramble.com, Josh Stone. She already knows it. <laughs> she yeah, knows. she'd be a big fan of the jingle. I suspect get... some of those jingles are her. Yeah, yeah. Can we get back to Jim's pain? Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry, how are you doing? Oh, God. So I always try and look on the bright side, but often that is like a thought. When exercise. do you ever do that? Just to that? be clear, sorry. First of all, sorry to interrupt, just to be clear, the pain that we're discussing right now. Mm-hmm is the game of football that we're yes, about to talk about. Okay, Arsenal just game. to be clear. Right, be cool. Very, very so clear. Everton uh, beat Arsenal 2-1. I wasn't sure if you were about to share something else, but if you are, that's fine too. What I was going to say to, to Vish's question there, when do you ever look on the bright side? It often doesn't make the edit. 
Like it's like <laughs> right, it doesn't necessarily get out of my mouth. Yeah, but I probably yeah. I promise you I do explore the avenues. <laughs> yeah. But like this morning, I'm finding myself thinking at least Alex Awobi didn't score. Yeah, and that's not really the sort of pro that I want to be trotting out. We got forty million. Pounds. No, you, you know did what? Not. That makes me feel better. Forty million we got for him. That okay, does make right. me feel better. That's fine. Then. Like a weirdly brilliant bit of business from Arsenal uh, in terms of selling a player. But um, yeah, I, I think you have to just look at this performance from an Arsenal perspective from the top down and just say it was it was bad or just all. <laughs> over the place it was it was just simply very very bad um thomas party's um return to nuno tavares's throw that has eventually led to everton's equalizer is the one that haunts me it's, it's such poor control and it's such a bad idea it's, it gives tavares so much to do it's emblematic of just how sloppy arsenal were they're really really passive arteta's substitutions were poor uh Aubameyang's miss at the end it wasn't as bad as I thought it was when I saw it back, but it was still mm. he's there to he's there to put away difficult chances in big moments, mm. and he absolutely failed to do that. Um, so it's it's a really an irritating step back because you know Arsenal went on a good run a little while ago. Obviously, you had to be sort of a little bit cautious about that because they rode their luck a little bit. But the thing is, if you're going to aim for Europe, even for the Europa League in the Premier League, you have to be consistent. <clears throat> and the, the absolute obviously. All the, all the conference, absolutely. <laughs> you have to be consistent, right? And a tenant of consistency is accepting that you are going to lose, but correcting it immediately. You know, like if you, when you have a setback, just get straight back on it, get, get back to your best as soon as you can, impose yourself on a game, dominate your opponent. An opponent who, are, let's be honest, they're to be dominated as good as Everton were before the game. They're not in, not in good shakes. If you can impose yourself on them, you've got a good chance of getting something from the game. But to go 1-0 up again, essentially become more passive, more timid and almost invite exactly what happened to happen you've you've only got yourselves to blame and that Arteta has to shoulder the blame for that even if his players aren't carrying out whatever his instructions are supposed to be in that situation when they go 1-0 up it's it's just not very good the um following quite a few Arsenal fans one of the consistent themes i suppose like not just this season but last season as well was this notion that as soon as Arsenal go ahead, they stop playing. Mm-hmm. Mm. And a lot of times when you're, you know, if your feed is dominated by a certain part, you know, a certain fan group, as it were, you're like, oh, I wonder if they're just like looking too much into that. Oh, well, you know, I wonder maybe if they're too close. Yeah. It's not true. And Arteta got asked about this about a couple of weeks ago. And he's like, no, no, I'm not telling them to stop playing. I'm telling yeah. them to do this, that and the other. But yesterday was stark, really, because the fact that Richarlison's first goal is disallowed, then Odegaard scores a goal from... Probably the best move of the game, mm-hmm. like out of contact. You know, well, sorry, point, so, yeah. yeah. No, no, I, I reckon in the whole game that was probably the best move. Yeah. I thought Richarlison's second disallowed goal was a pretty nice little. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah it's yeah, funny yeah. as well because yeah. both of, both of those goals were they were only Not disallowed. Allowed to call goal either are you? Yeah, both of those both disallowed of those... disallowed goals were so so marginal that Everton sensed blood. You know, they knew there were goals for them. Do you think the game. so? I think it could have gone the completely other way. Before we get distracted, um, Martin Odegaard said he said. We stop playing when you're leading one nil. You get afraid to lose the win. So it's yeah. obviously a thing that is mm. is definitely Perhaps living inside them. It's the naivety of the the young players that don't have the kind of mentality yet to um, to ride through that. But I think that's it's a what... difficult argument to make given your Arsenal squad, Jim. How do with you mean? Bakaya Saka being the best person you've got in a Mill Smith row, all the all the little kids being yeah, the but best the, players. Yeah, but the the entire defence is pretty young. Um, obviously Odegaard himself is fairly young even the goalkeeper is pretty young you've got the experienced players in the middle Party and Xhaka who are the ones who've got to be driving that and if they're not doing that then 
there's a problem there, isn't it? Those those nerves clearly are are something that that are affecting the younger players, perhaps, and it's it needs to be addressed. An annoying thing that it looks like Arteta was putting right is Arsenal over the years have had a terrible habit of not just losing a game, but losing a game like a set of dickheads. <laughs> And that's what and that's what they've done, and they do, they do do that. It's like that's how you get the, the like the banter club moniker, isn't it? And like that is yeah. a dickhead way to lose a game. <laughs> it's a fantastic goal, taking nothing away from Tamari Gray. Yes, it's a it's a brilliant, brilliant finish. And Jamie Carragher's analysis of it was excellent. The way it sat up just in front of him mm. as he hit it, so he's got that extra power on it. Uh, it's a fantastic goal. analysis of the fan's face in the yeah, crowd that, that as well. The as fan well. who saw the goal before it happened. But, Only one in yeah. the crowd. But yeah, there's a there's you know you know what Gray's going to do when he's trying to make that avenue for himself, and you've got you've got enough defenders there that one of them can maybe take a bit of a chance on it and try and close it down and stop it happening. It's frustrating. We need to praise Everton yes. a lot. Look, you know, obviously for obvious reasons, you need to exercise yourself, and there are these are these are clear storylines about uh, about Arsenal generally, and and things like the fact that Aubameyang didn't come on, and then when he did, you know Enketia came on and did the most bizarre missed goal experience that I've seen in a while um, and then and then from there you know you felt like Everton were going to get something here but they did incredibly well Vish and and to go down the route of the two disallowed goals which were very marginal I've always been on the side of I thought before VAR I was on the side of it's either on or it's off and I don't really care I mean, VAR has turned me. Yeah, that's the attacker should get that. You know, I, those guys being disallowed. I mean, you? I'm not arguing for us to have lost four-one, but I completely. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, what you know, it's not, it's not got such an advantage that it's unfair in either of those situations. No, but, but you, but you have to have a point where yeah. it, it goes from being offside to. This is what I was like. So no, but I mean, but they, twelve but that, months ago. But that point does exist, and, and it just so happens that Richarlison came very close to. Came very close to it on both times, but you're right. I, I was I was really impressed with Everton, um, and it might be, you know, I, I don't want to. It's easy to just have two clubs calling each other banter clubs, um, because I did see this game as a potential banana skin for Arsenal simply because it was Arsenal, and then at the same time thinking it wouldn't be because they were playing Everton. Yeah, but I was really impressed with their fight. I think the return of Richarlison was, yeah, so necessary. I've always. I've never really been sure of his best position. I've always just assumed he quite likes playing out left with someone else mm. doing the donkey work in the middle. But yesterday was the game where I was like, actually, no, he does like being the main man. He doesn't mind bumping into players, getting really touched tight def- defenders. He's the kind of person who wants the ball in the box and then would happily take it to the corner on like 96 minutes as he did. I think there's a lot to be said for that. There's a lot of responsibility. That was fun, although he once. did lose it and there was a chance from... Uh... The first time he tried to take it to the yeah corner. yeah but but then but he wants to he basically wants to be the, you know the centre of the the important attention and, and get the responsibility as well and Gray is quite an interesting story really isn't he I, I don't know what you, what you two think but I remember when he used to come on for Leicester City certainly at the start of his career there and you thought God he's so he's so live he gets the pace of the game so mm. quickly and he's so rapid and he clearly loves just going at players and it obviously didn't really work out. Hence why Everton got him for like what one point seven million. What what a canny bit of business that is from from Benitez as well yeah. to identify a player like that when they've got these financial constraints. And then Absolutely brilliant, yeah. And and then just like you know the way so I, Everton were dreadful against Brentford a couple of weeks ago, but Gray was the only bright spot when he came on. They actually looked like doing something. And yeah, last night he was um, yeah they just they couldn't really get near him. And I think he. He was the fact that he was able to go on for as long as he has done, and I think what this is his fifth goal now for Everton, which is remarkable, really. But yeah, and no, I thought it was you know it was a really great story and f- for him personally, and 
Yeah, I was very surprised. I didn't think Everton had that kind of performance in them, but um, yeah, they absolutely deserved the win yesterday. I thought it was intriguing how Andre Gomez was trying to get Richarlison up right at the very end. Did you notice he was time-wasting massively on some, oh, I've got a massive, terrible injury. And Gomez was like, get up, play the game. It's like, mm. wow, that's confidence. But you've got, you got to defend, haven't you? It's, yeah. it's, it's one of those interesting things where you do see it quite a lot where... You know, if if you are injured, if you are going to get away with losing some time, then then brilliant. Otherwise, like just get back. <laughs> we need bodies here. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Everton's what is it? Eight games without a win. That is now over. Yeah. And what was interesting was there was supposed to be some sort of walkout that didn't really transpire yeah. at, at Goodison Park. And in the post match. Uh, who did they have? Seamus Coleman and Demar Gray were, were doing the post-match afterwards uh, for Sky and they were saying, you know, I guess they have to partly, but they were also saying quite authentically, you know, they supported us from minute one, the fans. Did you did you expect to see a bit more unrest um, off the back of the, the Merseyside derby defeat, Vish, from the fans? Because they'd obviously been going at more at the board and people like that. And there was an altercation between Marcel Brands and some fan who was like, you in charge of recruitment? Why yeah. haven't you been doing any proper recruitment? And he was like, it's not my fault. There's something else. And now right. he's gone. Yeah. Yeah. He just disappeared like that. He made yeah. him sound like a magician. So I imagine <laughs> he just like dropped a smoke pellet and disappeared. Um, I mean, it's always, I think it's always fairly unrealistic when you have that kind of walkout to expect half the stadium to get up and walk out. <laughs> Especially as it was the 27th minute one, right? Yeah. You can almost, oh, should we just do it on 86? Happily, yeah. happily for them. Well, that would have been a terrible call in this 86 case. Eighty-six years ago, yeah. Everybody, <laughs> happily, right. it was only twenty-seven since they lost. But I, I, I think you know, there's certainly been a lot of activity online, and it's it's something that has been a point of conversation. You know, the um, at the Brentford defeat, there was a lot of stuff about the board and beyond. Quite a few people flipping the V's at the players. It was all the all the noise and all the chance were against the board because I think they if you look at it over the, what they've had five managers in the last five years or something I mean it's astonishing really yeah of course the situation in the squad where seven different managers have picked players that were playing yeah. in the and, in the side last night and what a range of managers as well like from Allardyce to Ancelotti like it's such a different yeah. so many different ideas crammed together so it's yeah it's they find themselves in a strange situation but this is such a release of pressure got Palace away next it's a chance for them to actually Start building some momentum. Obviously, Richarlison coming back is massive. I'm not sure when Calvert Lewin is back, but when he does get back, like there's a there's a really good squad there as well. So mm. they've got every chance of just un, you know making this run a footnote in the season. Mm. Yeah, there's the Decore had a had quite a big influence. Obviously, mm. in the second half last night, he's just come back. Yerry Mina though going off in the first half, not ideal. Especially when they've, Everton fans have been quite hot on this because they've noticed that they always try and force back players too quickly. Yeah. And they're worried about it potentially happening to Calvert Lewin. <laughs> it just happened to Yerry Mina, yeah. Yeah, he's such an important player. I mean, what do you think generally about this? Because this win, as you say, could act as a springboard to, to make the rest of uh, the disconcerting Everton performances look like something in the past. But clearly what's been talked about is the idea is that the club is is being badly run. And you've got Farhad Mashiri, the owner, going on with old Jim White and just being like, oh, it's about, um, you know, we've got injuries and it'll all be fine. And I'm not sure... Actually, maybe, Jim, you would enjoy hearing your owners just rock onto TalkSport occasionally to chat about the situation at the club. But depends, I though. I don't know that I would like that. It depends on what they, what they say when they do it, doesn't it, essentially? <laughs> it's, it's, it was actually quite nice to hear from Josh Cranker earlier in the season, but, I mean, the talk is that Mashiri tries to interfere, doesn't he? And tries mm. to sort of get in the 
kind of clog himself into the machinery of the director of football and the manager. And also, you know, Rafa Benitez isn't someone who's known for particularly um, needing a director of football. So there Although are weird... when he was asked, he did say he was from Of, right. cor- of, of course, course he, he said but that. He's, yeah. do you think he's, but is it him that's managed to manoeuvre out brands, perhaps? I, well, Mashiri picked Benitez mm. and brands wanted um, Potter. He was against he? it, yeah. So I, I suppose not. I suppose he wasn't for Benitez, so therefore he was against them. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I suppose it, it's probably no surprise it's panned out the way it has. But yeah, the, the um, I mean, yeah, it, it could potentially be something. What they've so they've got um, Palace next. So they've got Chelsea after that. Then they're you know Leicester and Burnley. Yeah, you know they could pick up wins. And I suppose the one thing that Benitez held on to was the fact that they started the season well, and it felt like there was a potential for you know after all the you know, the noise around him when he took the job, there was this thought that like, oh, okay, you know, maybe he can win them round slowly. Because I think Everton fans, because of because they know how much money's been spent, they appreciate the fact that January's not going to come and they're going to be like, right, right, let's splash the cash because you've got a good base here with Benitez. So I, th- I, th- I think there is a bit of understanding that, you know, these things will take time. I just think, I, I don't know. We we probably have to talk, have this conversation in January where he's back under pressure again. Like we just mm. don't know at the moment. Well, yeah, January's going to be interesting for them, isn't it? Because they they're not in in a regular situation they've got to balance the books so yeah yeah exactly they right. might actually have to sell someone so oh yeah good point and brands obviously having gone they spent 300 million pounds since he's been there and that is the one of the key things that has been used to beat everton with is they've been spent it's not like they've not been spending the money they have been spending the money it's just that people like Jean-Philippe Damon Moise Keane uh, James Rodriguez you know, they didn't turn out to be uh, silver bullets in any way. Newcastle's owners are doing a good thing, though. Vish, this was uh, uh, all the Newcastle fans we know were delighted to see that the sports direct signs have come down or have nearly come down at time of recording from St. James's Park. Well, they've taken down the the letters, haven't they? But because... The big ones. Oh, it will still be visible. Yeah, so they've got to like clean it. Scrub yeah. it with um... which is more apt, isn't it? Yeah, they, do, <laughs> yes. they need to cleanse it. Yeah, I think that'll bleach uh, that'll make them enjoy yeah. it even more. Actually, to barkeeper's be friend, <laughs> really, a barkeeper's friend. Yeah, very good for getting out tough stones. Oh right, okay. Yeah, is that how you get the sponsorship off of your house? <laughs> no, no, it's just how after a night out, it just really, <laughs> really helps rid myself of the sin. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Amanda Stavely said uh, she would remove the signs as soon as possible and they took over and, and they're supposed to be all down uh, before the next game against City. That's on the 19th of December. I think that's a very good thing to be doing if yeah. you're in charge of Newcastle at the I mean, moment. Although, I... assuming they don't replace them with Kingdom of Saudi Arabia flags. Who knows? Um, I, like, how do you do that? How do you get a... How'd you get a massive sign off a stadium? Who'd you ring for that? Well, it's. I'm like not surprised it's a... taken this long. They're probably just in the boardroom going, eh, window clean. Oh, it's no. so high How though, isn't it? Cherry picker and like, do we do it ourselves? It is a cherry picker, isn't it? That's pretty I don't know, standard. It's got to be right. That's what you clean even just big, win- big high up windows with. I don't know. Man in his cherry picker. You could get someone I don't to have big high up windows in my property. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> we could. You, you could get someone to parachute down, like grab one of them, <laughs> and like rip it off. Keegan in his helicopter. <laughs> Keegan returns in his helicopter. They wanted to, to get him more pull involved. Pull the signs off the off the stadium. And just get rid of them. What just, could go wrong? Just hanging off the ass, having <laughs> given himself a wedgie as he's come down. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Hell, I'm stuck. Actually, now, previously I thought this was a great PR move, but I now think they've missed a trick, Newcastle. <laughs> so hopefully we'll see Kevin Keegan more involved in removing the remnants using, what was it, Vish? 
Barkeeper's friend. Barkeeper's friend. We should get sponsored by them. Yeah. Honestly, it's really good. Come and get us. Look yeah. it up as we get to the break. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. Welcome back to the Football Ramble, me, Bish, and Jim with you today. Time for a little bit of email. Jack has been in touch. Jack says, a few months ago, people were emailing in about times footballers have bought something from them. In the spirit of Christmas, I wanted to share a time where I received a gift from a footballer. 
When I went on a school trip to Bramwell Lane in the year three, we were met by what we were told was a United legend dressed up as uh, Santa, and whoever had the healthiest packed lunch would receive a present. <laughs> it was decided my lunch was the healthiest, but I was disappointed to discover it was former Blade Tony Curry, way before my time, who handed me a Sheffield United branded inflatable chair. I'm a Wednesday fan with a gruff, well done, lad, keep it up. This makes me wonder, if you could have a footballer as a secret Santa, who would you want? That's such a sorry, but isn't that just shaming kids for not having good, healthy It was a different time. Shame was a powerful tool for health. I hope you're all right, Jack. Oh, no, Jack was fine. It was just everyone else in his class. Everyone else was was shamed. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Mikel Antonio, surely. Is the reason they did it because they were worried they might burst the inflatable chair? Uh, Got to give it to the healthiest kid. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah, It's mm, a funny No, but maybe the fat kid would be the one who would be having the healthiest lunch in order to lose weight. Mm. Depends where they are on their health journey, doesn't it, really? Jack, how fat are you? Right in. Um, <laughs> Mikel Antonio. Don't do, don't do that, Jack. <laughs> Mikel Antonio, for yours? Yeah, surely. I mean, we know that he dresses as a snowman to crash Lamborghinis. He. Um... You don't get to keep the Lamborghinis when he comes through your front room, though. <laughs> Shame. He also... He's, what I mean is he's good at online shopping because he also got hold of that thing of himself. Do you remember when it is yes, his the... celebration for the goal? Yeah. And he was trying to do dirty dancing but got it confused with some other dancing. Um... Yeah, he clearly knows how to operate a secret Santa search. Mm. Mario Balotelli for me. Yeah. Because, you know, he won't stick to the price limit. Absolutely. And, you know, it could be anything. Yeah. And I'll take that. Similarly, I would go for Mauro Icardi because, you know, he's not getting the gift. <laughs> he's, not, he's not in charge of buying things in that household, is he? Do you so, think so? What on earth is what on earth is Wanda going to get you? Oh, I don't I think probably get, get you a, something She'll probably nice. get you a burner phone. Yeah. <laughs> Are you suggesting Wanda would hit on Jim? How much did you crack onto Jim? Yeah, you think? Yeah, mm, I'm not mm. sure. I've really and then, and then got you'll anything be, of interest. I like the idea Wanda. that you'll be, you'll be, you'll be, you'll be in one of those rogue Mario Cardi Instagram stories. That you just tag <laughs> Jim Campbell. Yeah, I just couldn't. It, it all just happened so fast. You just, you just do what she says. We don't even share a language, but you just do what she says. You'd probably just end up with like a mascara kit. Yeah, so that's, that's her main thing. <laughs> oh yeah yeah. definitely her mascara kit not to be confused with anything else of similar shape yeah. no I don't know who which did which it really looks like yeah guys you're just not buying enough mascara email in show at footballramble.com or tweet us at footballramble it was the FA Cup third round draw last night guys with a very giggly uh, David Seaman <laughs> he's loving retirement isn't he, he just, sometimes you see a footballer happy. just loving retirement Tony Adams was the same recently wasn't he and it's they, they're just so into it it's great he's the dictionary definition of jolly isn't he oh massively at a time where he's got real competition you know this time of year for someone who made his name as a jolly old man but no <laughs> Ali McCoyst you took that <laughs> yeah Ali McCoyst yeah uh, but yeah Seaman I, I love that he was yeah as you say like just so happy if he was really Santa Claus I wouldn't be that surprised. Yeah. Although you couldn't... Yeah, I suppose, yeah, you know, say fans, goalkeepers and all that, you couldn't chuck a you know present over his head. He'd panic, well, wouldn't he? But... every now and then you could. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I see what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> I love all this stuff, though. Uh, National League leaders Chesterfield will travel to Stamford Bridge nice. to face... Yes, the European champions, Chelsea. They also, Chesterfield, I think, beat uh, Salford City in the previous round. So they're everybody's favourite team, because as people were claiming, Salford City get too much TV coverage yes, off the back of having right. influence in their boardroom. Um, they're one of four non-league sides in the draw. Lower side, 
Kidderminster Harriers from the National League North are going to host Reading. Man City head to League Two Swindon. Do you love it? I love I it. I do love it. That's going to be great. <laughs> do you think they're like, they'll just go out for a replay? Yes. <laughs> just for the money, yeah. Just be like, if, That's the whole if they're, deal, if they're winning 2 1, do you think they'll be like, I, oh. I, don't think, I don't think Pep thinks like that. What, as in... Um, oh, yeah, well, we, let's not worry about a replay with this. No, 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 I'm, I'm with Swindon Tally. I know, about, yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> His humour is just too complex yeah, sometimes, it is. isn't it? It's, too, it's so subtle, it's hard to tell it's even a joke. <laughs> I'm just transfixed on the fact that somehow... Manchester United versus Aston Villa will be the televised game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it will. Arsenal, Arsenal travelled to Nottingham Forest. Last mm. time they were at the City Ground in the FA Cup in 2018, they got battered 4-2. We did. Last time we played them, we beat them 5-0, though, as you all well know. <laughs> Great. Shut up. <laughs> this lot are going to be played between the 7th and 10th of January. So, hey, I don't know, maybe Manchester City will find the... Presumably Swindon Town haven't got heated floors. Don't know. Heated floors. Whatever it's called. <laughs> Under soil heating. Yeah. Heated floors. We, so we know they probably haven't got heated floors either. We're probably finding out a lot about your your dwellings. You've got high windows. <laughs> heated floors. Heated floors. I don't have heated floors yeah. actually. I've got a lot of slippers. Yeah. As are required to go into the bathroom. Yeah, it's probably listed, isn't it? You probably can't put <laughs> underfloor heating in. Can you yeah, stop? That's a good point. Caricaturing me in this extremely unuseful way. Um, we're ho- I'm hoping to see plenty of scenes like we witnessed from the Air United goalkeeper Aidan McAdams, who has received a too much ban for hurling a toilet roll towards Kilmarnock fans after conceding an 89th minute winner. SA, they are disappointed by the outcome. And I think actually, guys, fair enough, because you may have lobbed a toilet roll, which fundamentally will not hurt anybody very much, no, no. matter how hard you throw it. Uh, You're not even going to get a paper cut off that. Probably not, no. Because the... Th- the cardboard's quite thick. Yeah. Oh, but also the paper's thin. The cardboard's thick. Either way, you're safe. But by and also by the time it reaches the fan, it would have you know stretched out, wouldn't it? So it would have been quite you know almost quite arty. This is poor for me because I don't know what the weather was like in this Air United Kilmarnock game. So if it was a wet, if it was soggier, yeah, it might have got a bit more flight and heft to it. Mm. Yeah. Also, there is the danger it could wrap around your eyes and you trip over and fall down the stairs. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But he says smoke devices were thrown onto the pitch Bates. from the fans. Smoke devices? Yeah. I think that means, fl- I thought that meant flares, but now you've said that, I don't yeah, know. Like fire alarms? Like yeah, yeah. Smoke detectors or other? I think I've seen a picture of him holding something that's got smoke coming out of it. Right, yeah. okay. So okay. yeah, he was, at, he was at risk. But also it seems to be a bloody theme in air because like three years ago, Rangers striker Jason Cummings, one of your favourite players, isn't he, uh, yeah. uh, Jim? Cumdog. As um, <laughs> he... As he calls himself. Yeah. That's a perfect illustration of why you shouldn't be allowed to give yourself a nickname. <laughs> when he scored against Air in the Scottish Cup, he celebrated by launching a toilet roll into the crowd. I just saw a wee toilet roll and launched it, he said at the time. Mm. Is this w- a theme? It's odd, I mean, it's odd to get a too much ban, isn't it? It's one of those situations you come away from and you think, oh, well, I guess I'll just... I've now learned to never do that again. But like, when when is that ever going to come up again? Yeah, as if we've got to put people off from doing this. Yeah. And, and we've got to make an example out of Aidan McAdams. But it clear, it seems clear that toilet roll throwing is a problem in the Scottish game. It's weird that people are bringing them. It needs to them. be addressed. Why are there so many toilet rolls? People with colds? But it's, it's, just, it's yeah. still a really unwieldy way to deal with that, isn't it? You shouldn't... It? Also, if you've got an actual cold, you shouldn't be using toilet roll. You should no. be using proper, like, balsam... Um, t- tissues, I would say. Otherwise, your nose will get very red. Yeah, oh, tissues are quite. Oh, depends what kind of toilet paper you get. Oh, quilted. 
not soft around the nose. <laughs> Don't we pretend can only you, don't pretend you don't we know about. We can only speculate. Don't pretend you don't know about quilted toilet roll in your mansion with your. I sometimes yeah. find it a bit thick, actually. Anyway, listen to Maggie Thatcher on the radio. Please don't arrange for Balsam to be stocked at home. I'm sorry, but I just I'm just that's this was just a PSA for our listeners. Is like I just think if you've got a cold, don't use toilet roll to blow your nose. What do they call it when you have to throw toilet roll over? Is it teepeeing? Yeah, when you throw it over like trees and houses, and yeah, like, yeah, no, what is it called? It's like an American thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think it's teepeeing because you know you kind of make it into a teepee yeah. by throwing loads on. Mm. But yeah, this this really doesn't make sense to me, and I hope we see more of it. The only way I've come across toilet roll in a technical non-toilet capacity is it's a thing at Hindus. You like make a dress out of toilet uh, roll. Oh yeah, yeah, like mummify someone essentially. Yeah, I've never really known why. But as in like a challenge? I guess at stags you just like piss in each other's mouths. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Whereas we're all like doing pottery I think, classes. I think or whatever. you're thinking of um, rugby initiations. Where's uh, that coming from? Kate Mason. Good God. Vish was on one this weekend. Isn't that didn't what you do that. <laughs> well, absolutely wasn't on that. Really? Nothing like that. We. I bet you weren't making brides' dresses no, out of toilet roll, were no, you? No, we're not fucking idiots. Like losers. We? Yeah, no, fair enough. <laughs> You're looking very healthy, finally, I should say. <laughs> Tonight, uh, Manchester City face RB Leipzig. Doesn't stand for Red Bull. Liverpool play Milan. Uh, red, red, red. Real Madrid versus Inter might be the most interesting tie as a winner will top the group. Porto Milan scrapping for second place behind Liverpool. Both City and Liverpool are guaranteed to win their group, so perhaps don't bother. Mm. This is the round of games that um, everyone's so angry about, isn't it? Which is why we're getting like a... At getting the Champions League remodelled mm. so it becomes more of an actual league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's based around chess. I know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Pep Guardiola called it the perfect training game for us. So that's... Well, there you go. That's very nice. That's what the Champions League's about, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Chessify it. <laughs> Stop these training games. The Leipzig, though, <laughs> might be complex for them. Their manager, Jesse Marsh, was sacked at the weekend. It is all happening Loser. in Germany. Um, Jude Bellingham said some stuff about a referee, which we're going to be quite precise about right here. And I don't know about you guys, but watching him start to talk about uh, referee Felix Zwire, I did feel myself get a bit nervous. As, yeah, uh, for young dude. Someone, yeah, on a, like, on a podcast that obviously has to always check very carefully that we're not saying anything naughty at all. Um, he said, you give a referee that has match fixed before the biggest game in Germany, what do you expect? What do you expect, Fish? Oh, I'd, I'd expect him to do a fine job. A fine, <laughs> fine job indeed. The, what it does show, though, is that they've obviously talked about this well before, you know, well before the game itself. And I felt a little bit like, and I know I shouldn't talk about Jude Bellingham like this because, you know, he is a professional footballer, an exceptional footballer. But when he was saying that, I, I actually got the shock of someone who is nearly 20 years older than him. Who? <gasps> Told you, who taught you those words? Yeah. <laughs> where did you, where did you yeah. learn to talk like that? Yeah. Two years in Germany. So, look at you. So the controversy in this game, in the Classica, was that Matt Hummels was penalised for handball by the referee, Mr. Zweier, um, from which Robert Lewandowski scored the winning penalty. Um, but he hadn't penalised in an equivalent way an equivalent handball um, for on Bayern Munich. However, it looks as though that would have been ruled out for VAR any by ruled out for offside by VAR anyway. So it was more a sense 
Dortmund fans are very upset because it seemed like the same policy wasn't being followed on right. both sides. I mean, it probably it just seemed like a pretty normal refereeing error. But the difficulty here is obviously that Zwaier does have this previous conviction for or he he took three hundred euros from a guy who went to jail for match fixing. who was a, a referee some some years ago. Uh, so oh, times yeah. must have been tough. Three hundred euros. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Not, the, not that there should be a figure that you should accept for no. anything like yeah. that. All right, Tory. No, like, what, do you not want 300 I, I'd, euros? I'd throw a podcast, but actually, I'd, <laughs> I'd do it for less than that. You know what? I retract it all. Do you want the, he? Um, do we know what's going to happen to him? Because I know there was some talk that he might. It says be the police the have been informed, which I guess is is that what? Happened? Are they just trying to scare him though? Don't say. Like, things. We've called your mum and dad. Yeah. We've called the police. You but, just go and sit in there. Dude. I think they do the Santa. Doesn't you're not on the nice list Ooh, anymore? Yeah, it'd be a good time to do it. Yeah. yeah, remember when you didn't eat your broccoli last week and then you haven't got this referee, Jude? It could be, we don't we don't know, but I can imagine though. You know, the fact, obviously the police are involved, whatever. But it's it's a really serious thing to say against the referee. Yeah, really and I get is, that you're really going to completely know, undermines everything he's done in his entire career. He's won like referee of the season in the Bundesliga and stuff. It's not like he's some sort of yeah tin pot referee. But yeah, but also like yeah, it's just it's very very dangerous, dude. Yeah, I'm quite keen to see how this pans out because yeah. this ruins guys' credibility. It's for, likely to be a, a ban, while, you yeah. would think, isn't it? I think a, a ban is probably be, a fine. It? Yeah, it's really really serious. You can't, you, joking aside, you can't, you can't have players doing that. It's not liable to say what he said because it's correct that he did have a, a or a conviction or mm. for for match fixing. But I guess the problem is the. Saying that he's therefore definitely match fixing yeah. all the time. I mean, time. he's been re- the fact he's there at all shows he's been redeemed, doesn't it? That yeah. there's been a process, it's been followed, and but he's unfortunately, been the process doesn't safe. seem to have been followed by the Bundesliga that effectively because they kind of kept it. I guess maybe because he helped them try and figure it all out. Mm. That he worked with the authorities. This guy's via, so they didn't. People didn't necessarily know that this had happened to him, and they had kept it quiet as a result. So now it's out in the open. Thanks, Jude. <laughs> Cripes. Um, also, <laughs> TV host, before we go, TV host in Germany managed to sneak into the game disguised as manager Marco Rosa. Uh, he looks enough like him, though, that it's it almost feels like it would have been a waste for him not to at least attempt <laughs> this. They did pretty well. He was in a bus full of fake Dortmund Is that yeah. really true? Yeah, apparently so. And they got through a few security checkpoints, got to the dressing room, and like whoever's in charge of security there was like... What the fuck? Like, <laughs> but the team's already arrived. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think he was like mystery shopping the security around Westfalen Stadion? Like, can how far in can you get without someone checking your pass? Apparently to the dressing room. Oh god! I mean, that's all quite a bit rogue. Because I, yeah. I, I get clearly what they were trying to do is, you know, maybe it was for for fun or to like test test how robust the security checks are. But there are, you know, like specific bubbles because of COVID. <gasps> this is all a bit weird, isn't it? Oh no, yeah. Vish! Wouldn't spot you doing that. Who could you get up? Who could you get away with pretending to be? Um, like maybe like Tarek Lamptey if he got gout. <laughs> <laughs> that was the only one I could think of because he's small. Oh, lucky and you he could, is, you could feed him. He is very cute, though. He is. He is. Good well, on you, Mitch. That's what we both have in common. Uh, we mentioned the FA Cup final of the in the women's game yesterday. They are dissecting it on today's up front. That's with Flo Lloyd Hughes, Rachel O'Sullivan and Chloe Morgan. So get over to Football Ramble Presents for that. They're also going to be reflecting on the game more broadly. A century after the FA's ban on women's football. It's not a suitable game for women. You must never forget that. And look ahead to some of the Champions League ties later this week. Do listen to that one. Subscribe if you haven't already on Football Ramble Presents. That's it from us. On tomorrow's show, Jules, Andy and Jim will be in your ear. 
is say goodbye, chubby Tarek Lumpty. Bye. Say goodbye, Jim. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to today's Football Ramble, part of the Acast Creator Network. The Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. 